to the Hygiene Profit Leaders Podcast, where we give you weekly tools and tips to teach you how to grow your hygiene department. We're your host, Vicki Collier and Rachel Paul. <laughs> That's right. Hey, Every Rachel. Every now and then we just got to switch it up a I think bit. so, too. I'm just glad I missed, didn't miss my cue. <laughs> no, good job. Good All job. right. Uh, so I know we actually spoke... Um, and a previous episode about why you should take blood sure, pressure. Sure, right, right. And um, it, it, it's important. I mean, it's it one is. of the screening tools that we yeah. can do to, to add value to our appointment, but also a great benefit to the patient to know, what, you know what's going on. Now, I know that there's recently been some new guidelines there for evaluating been. and treating blood pressure. They so. have been updated for the first time in about a decade, it said. Oh, really? So, yeah. So, okay. which I thought, I knew that at one point, we took, we took blood pressure on every patient in our mm-hmm. practice because we did IV sedation and wanted to have a baseline. So, that was part of our standard of care. Um, and, you know, for years, it was, what, 120 over 80 was what you were looking for as far as normal. They've right. actually reduced that somewhat. And making sure that you're taking blood pressure is a great diagnostic tool for you, the provider, uh, but the patient also is sees value in that or can see value in that. So make sure that it's happening. But it's good to know what you're looking for, which is often right. what I'll, you know, well, what's, what's, what's good and what's bad and what do we do? So, you know what? I'm actually really glad we're talking about this because I've been in quite a bit of offices that they weren't really all clear on this. Yes, I think that's And yeah. I, you guys, you have to get clear on this. Yeah. Like you need to know at what point are we maybe not treating, at what point do we right. re- refer, at what point do we need to go grab the doctor to right. do another? And honestly, I don't know that we had a had a, a clear guideline, you yeah. know. I, I knew when it was too high, I, I, I kind of gauged it, but there was no, we had nothing written in stone, which I right. think it should be written I think in stone. I think it should be written. written. Yeah. And I also feel like everyone needs to know what that is. Yes. And obviously, like, these are guidelines, and I feel like every office, some are going to be a little bit more assertive on these. Sure. Some are going to be a little more conservative. Right. But whatever that may be, you just, you've got to figure it out. Right, right. right. Um, so the new guidelines are based on a systematic review of dozens of studies and other research findings. And now a normal blood pressure is considered to be less than 120 systolic and less than 80 diastolic. So 115 over 75 is now probably the new norm, I guess, somewhere in that. I wonder how many, like how many of our patients... I know. We'll we're even fall into talk norm. about that. It, it, yeah. This is going to this is going to say that a whole lot more people than before now are in blood pressure situations. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Elevated systolic between 120 and 129, and diastolic less than 80 still. So, hmm. so if that if the, if the top number is higher than 120 to to 130, this is considered elevated regardless of what wow. the, the bottom number is. All right. That's probably where I'm hanging out. I, no, mine's usually I'm, I'm I'm usually pretty normal with blood pressure. My pulse is. 500 pizza minutes. <laughs> <It's not, laughs> well, at least but, we know you're alive. This is true. That's right. That's right. Um, the hypertensive stage, one, systolic is between 130, 139, or, di- or diastolic between 80 to 89. So hypertension, stage one, 130 to 139, or diastolic between 80 to 89. Hypertension stage two, systolic is 140 plus or diastolic is 90 plus. Hmm. So I had a lot of patients who were 140 overnight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And now they're considered actually a stage 2 hypertensive patient. Wow. Yeah. Hypertension crisis, systolic 180, over 180, 180 plus, and or a diastolic of 120 plus, which that was, I think that's self-explanatory. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And I have to admit, I, I can think of a couple of people that we had in the office yeah. who was this high. And we obviously did not treat this right, person. Right. We sent them immediately to, the, to their physician. It says that under the new guidelines, almost half of the population qualifies as having high blood pressure compared to one out of three with the old guidelines. So you had about a third wow. before, now you've got about half. 
Um, younger adults are most likely to be affected by the changes than older adults with hypertension diagnoses expected to triple for men younger than 45 and double for w women younger than 45. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So these are things to be aware of. Again, you know, in our office, if I had a patient who was 130 over 90, I, I made a note of that, but I probably was not going to change anything in my treatment right, as long as right. they weren't getting anesthetic for scaling root planning or something to right. that effect. And that was typically what the doctor would say. I, and I always made him aware. I, I didn't want to be the only one in the office who knew that patient had high blood pressure and have a, a trauma, a case of something go wrong. Right. I, I wanted, I wanted at least someone else to, to know if I, if I yelled <laughs> to come. But, um, but again, we did have patients that we refused to see. Mm -hmm. um, I've told the story of a guy that we refused to see uh, because we had told him in hygiene uh, many times to go visit his, his, his physician and get it treated. He came in for, for dental treatment and the doctor refused to see him that day because it was too high. He left mad, but he had a heart attack at some point. But fortunately, he'd been seeing the dentist and they said if you had not been seeing the, dentist, the doctor, his physician, and under treatment, it might have been worse and he may wow. have died. So, um, so I, I hear these cases all the time oh, yeah. of people who... All the time. You know, so we've gotten to be aware um, and again, knowing these guidelines, but uh, with knowing the guidelines, um, now our offices have to get a plan. Yeah. You know, what is that plan going to be? This can't be a surprise to you. This can't be something that you now have kind of fall into without much preparation. Well, and I think too, like as a hygienist, I feel comfortable having this written down and yes, knowing yeah, this. Yes, I think so too. It's really frustrating when you don't know, oh gosh, like what should I do with this patient? Do I get and I'm the sure doctor? There will I know they're be... busy. I don't like... I don't know, There'll be just, some subjectivity to it, but if you've got a plan, I think that, that if it's this, do this. Mind. Yeah, I think so I too. Know. I, I think um, hygienists and assistants really appreciate this. Yeah, so yeah. We will, um, in case our listeners don't know this, you can actually download all of our podcast notes. Right. So for every single episode, we have notes that go along with it. So this is one of those cases where I definitely make sure you download these podcast right. podcast notes for this episode because we've got all this in there, and then you right. can. Sit with your team and look at if you've already got the guidelines or, you know, just sit down and say, okay, well, how, are we changing anything based off this information or does sure. everything make sense? You know, are we going to take it on every adult? Right. Or do we start at age 18? Yeah. Is it part of the standard, standard of, of care? care? Do we do yeah. it every time? You know, what is that plan? Um, and then stick to the plan, whatever that is. You know, do you need new blood pressure cuffs or, oh, yeah. or you, know, you know the rest you know the, the wrist bands if you if everyone has one you'll be more likely to take it every time right. if you've got to go searching for the one cuff in the office that only fits arms that are you know two inches around you know, yeah. you're not going to take it you're not going to do what you're you should do, do so. Yeah. so make it easy and put it in your standard of care and just evaluate if you need to make any changes based off the newest guidelines sure um I can't you know, get a plan for what you're going to do yeah what are you going to do if that patient's blood pressure is too high what you know is are you going to not see them that day are you going to have them have sit for an hour to, are you to gonna what that verbiage yeah looks like yeah i think so too because patients are not gonna they're, they're gonna, gonna they're gonna feel fine happy. most of the time yeah and they're, they're not, not gonna, gonna be, be happy about it i yeah. know we've had we had several patients leave angry at our at the office i work right at. right yeah, so, but it is what it is. It is what it is. You know, um, and I'm okay with that if it means if that they leave angry and go to get it checked, that's a good thing. If exactly. They, if they don't, you know, you don't want to just make them mad. You right. want to make them mad enough to go do something about it, and then so hopefully that, come back and thank you later. <laughs> yes, and think yes, thank you, you. Yeah, exactly. Give you all the credit for that. Right. So. It also said that for for accuracy, uh, the guidelines emphasize getting accurate blood pressure readings by taking an average of two or three readings on at least two different occasions. 
So you may find on this first time that you take it at the beginning of the appointment, you might take it at the end of the appointment, and then do the same thing, and then sort of average those out. So that if you do have an episode in the practice, you can look back on history and say, well, they've always run right here, and now they're running here, there's, there's a problem. Right. Yeah. And I had one guy um, that had severe back pain that his was, I think, 170 over something that day. And I, and I was kind of freaking out over it. And he said, nope, no, just, just if you'll just lay my chair back and give me a few minutes, I'll be okay. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, I took his blood pressure a little bit later. He said, I feel better, take it again. It was, it was back to normal. So yeah. pain will, in, will, induce the, will increase I, uh, the blood pressure. I have a compressed spinal cord, mm -hmm. which is why I had to stop practicing hygiene. Right, okay. Um, and, I go and I go to a chiropractor like every single month, you yeah. know this. Mm -hmm. and, um, I can always kind of tell when it's getting close because my blood pressure goes up. Really? And it's wow. because I'm, yeah. I start to get in pain yeah. towards like I'm going in the morning. And yes. I bet you if you took my blood pressure right now, it oh, would wow. probably be a little Higher. more elevated yeah. than when I've just after I've had an adjustment right. and everything's like realigned yeah. and Feeling the better. blood's flowing and yes. I'm not having all that pain. Um, but I mean, it's true. You or stress, yeah. you know. But I, I can assure you that no matter how much you're prepared, no matter how much training you've had, no matter how much CPR you've ever done, you do not want to have an episode happen in your practice. No, you and do so, not. Yeah, that is that is not a good thing. Having yeah. an ambulance at your back door or front door is not, good is, is not good advertising. We accept new patients. <laughs> there's an ambulance. Bypass the ambulance, that's yeah. right. So, uh, you know, we can't prevent all of those things, but I think being all we can to yeah. uh, to help patients realize this is serious and avoid is a a crisis. serious mm -hmm. emergency crisis. Sure. So. Awesome. Well, yeah, be sure to check out the notes. That way you, you can have those new guidelines and share those with your team. Put them up on your wall or whatever you need to do. Right. Um, and get a plan. Yeah, get a, plan, get a plan. Put that in place. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll tune in for next week. And until then, stay, stay educated. educated.